Hello. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. Another week in quarantine is down <laughs> and that means another episode. Yay. It does. And it means that we are wrapping up with the podcast because we are getting towards the few and final weeks of our senior year at Drexel. And so that means that our senior project, Popinions, is coming to an end. Yeah, it's really crazy. We were just talking about how much we've learned from this experience. And um, I think for the past 10-ish years, everyone's just been telling me, like, you have all these thoughts and these these opinions and you need somewhere to channel them. And this is the first time that I've really like had something to do that with. So it's really, really cool that I'll have this in my back pocket. I'm sure you feel a similar way. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely given me um, an appreciation for the podcast that I listened to and the quick turnarounds. And as I have started to do some freelance work, I've been working with other people, helping them launch their own podcast. So it definitely has proven to give me some expertise on uh, what we're doing here. So I'm definitely very grateful. And yeah, we, uh, we aren't positive about continuing after we graduate. We're going to try and see what happens. And uh, if we come back, we will uh, make that very known. Yeah, this is just it whether we come back or not. I think this is what's coming up soon We should say is like definitely a a notch mark in the life of this podcast um, Who knows maybe yeah. things change when it's not something that's like Being graded like maybe things will be different. We, can, we can't really yeah. more unfiltered, but who knows? Yeah, that's true <laughs> That's very true Yeah, so uh, with that said, we can get into some of the topics we're going to talk about today. We've got, um, building off of last week, we were talking about the remixes slash, I guess, just re-release. Yeah. Plus. Yeah. I don't know. It's not labeled. Say So wasn't labeled a remix, but. Yeah. um, A new version, let's call it, with a feature. That's the remix. Yeah, with a feature. Uh, today is Monday, which means Billboard charts are released. Take it away, Billboard chart expert. Oh my God. So today on Twitter, <laughs> Billboard Hot 100 was trending. Do you know wow. how long I, in my life I've waited for that? Like, wow. Life, I've just been like, guys, the Billboard Hot 100 and everyone's like, we don't care. And today people freaking cared. So that was exciting. Everyone who knows me knows I'm a chart fiend. So it's always exciting. Um, a weekly thing to look forward to is definitely more needed than ever now. So yeah. people were really, really excited because it was like a battle this week. It was neck and neck between Say So by Doja Cat featuring Nicki Minaj and the Savage Remix by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. It was like confirmed that those were going to be one and two, but nobody knew who was going to take the top spot. And I was watching the predictions all week as I usually do. And um, I really was flipping back and forth all, all week. It was originally predicted to be Savage. It ended up being Say So, um, which is, it's like a very, it's a, it's a loaded thing. It really is because, mm-hmm. well, first of all, I think this is the first time in history that four black women have occupied the top two spots on the Hot 100. So 
that's awesome. Yeah, probably. That's yeah, crazy. It's just, it's just like, it's, it's not just awesome. It's a reflection of what is popular, which is what the Billboard Hot 100 always strives to be. And like, who, if, who is setting trends, if not Beyonce and Nicki Minaj? So it's like, and now these newer girls. So it's like, it's a good thing because it represents, you know, everything else. Every, everybody on the Hot 100 probably in some way, shape or form has been inspired by those people. So it's really cool. Um, this, the, the, I think the fact that has me most shook about this whole thing is that this is Nicki Minaj's first number one single. So really for a lot of people, your first number one single, it's like, yay, your first number one single, like you're a new artist, maybe like Doja last year, it was like Billy and Lizzo, but we're talking about Nicki Minaj who came on the scene like, oh, basically over a decade ago as this like, like incredible rapper, like lauded by Kanye West and Lil Wayne and you know, working with Drake and Tyga and all these, you know, young money people who then had a little like transition to pop and had like super bass and starships and all uh, more features than like anyone. Like, I think she has the most hot 100 entries for a female artist, like period, just by sheer like features alone. So and she's never. That's so crazy. Think about how big. It's a fluke. Yeah, it really is a fluke because she has had so many big hits, um, both solo and not solo. Um, It's like it just. It's statistically strange because you would think if you have the most entries that there's a higher chance that you would one of them would be a number one, and more of them would be top five, and more of those would be top ten, etc. But this is her first number one. And it's really weird because it's like, I always knew she would get one eventually. But it's like, why say so? Like, did Nicki Minaj need a global pandemic to get a number one? Did she need TikTok to get a number one? Like, yeah, I don't my know. Brain is just going. Like, what could it be? Um, so, yeah, of course, it's Doja. It jo- it's Doja Cat's first number one as well which makes a little more sense. She's a newcomer. This is like her first big hit, hopefully not her last. Um, and it's just like really strange. Like, I think if you told me in 2014 that like Doja Cat and Nicki Minaj would get their first number one together on the same day, on the same song, I would be like, what? So it's pretty cool. It's very interesting. And um, just trying to like wrap my brain around it right now. So Nikki extends her lead with like entries on the Hot 100 because like I said um, last week, the rule is that you're credited on a remix if your version is being consumed more than the original, which was the case for both of these, which totally makes sense because they were really high profile remixes with really high profile artists. So Beyonce is credited with another top 10, top five, all that because she's at number two this week and um, so is Nikki. So yeah, that was a lot of information I just like threw at you, but um <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking at so I'm I'm looking and there was a say so streaming party hosted by Young Money in the Menage Room. So I'm wondering if that's a big boost because we know that Nicki Minaj has her fan base is called the Barbs. Yep. So I'm sure that they were 
all over that. Yeah, yeah. I think Nikki fans are really cool in the sense that they will support any song that Nikki is on. Um, and like that that is a, that's saying something because there's a lot of songs that Nikki is on. She's been featured on like she works with like every artist. She's she's worked with Ariana like how many times now? Like four. Right. Yeah. And and I'm not sick of it. Like I love their they're pairing together. She's on one of my favorite songs by Justin, Beauty and a Beat. She has an iconic line, gotta keep an eye out for Selena, great line. Peaked at number five, good times. Um, but yeah, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Oh yeah, the other fun fact is that it's, for the first time in history, a collaboration between two female rappers is number one on the Hot 100. Which is amazing. It was really cool because what, what happens a lot of times, um, is maybe two females will be number one and maybe one of them's a rapper, but the other one isn't. Mm-hmm. The other one's singing the hook. Like I immediately think of like fancy, like Iggy Azalea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The hook. So that's like two women um, and a rapper, but, uh, but this is like two women rappers, which is really cool. It's really cool to see that. Like I said, I mean, these are people, Beyonce and Nikki, who trailblaze the genre. So it's really, really cool to see them up there. And um, yeah, what do you think? Were you rooting for, were you rooting for Savage or Say So? Are you pleased with the outcome? I think I personally like Say So better as a song, but I liked the remix of Savage better as a second attempt. Yeah, I agree 100%. <laughs> I'm really happy that, say so is number one even if the reason it got there is because of a like not so great remix i'm just happy that the song is number one because i i the second song like i said i knew it was gonna be a hit like i knew i it's so good it's just it's so catchy and we were listening to it on the way back from uh josh's parents yesterday and he was like I hate this song. Like, it just makes me think of TikTok. I hate this song. And I was like, okay, but you're also like bopping to it a little bit, right? And he yeah. was like, shh. And I was like, but that's that's the thing is if people recognize the song, it's on the radio. We it was, It's a 35-minute drive and we heard it twice. Like, <laughs> You know? Yeah, there's so, a yeah, there's a reason for that. And so I think it's it's great that there are women in the top two spots because they kicked off Travis Scott and not to say that Travis Scott Travis Scott's okay like he's not the yep. most he's the least problematic rapper right now so <laughs> true I mean honestly like he hasn't done anything problematic in a while so it's fine but also like get him out of there <laughs> him and Drake need to go I'm sorry <laughs> but yeah, they've been there for a while and they need to get out just been it's been Roddy Rich it's been Drake it's been the weekend which is all great um, and then, like you said, Travis Scott. I mean, it's all great. I love The weekend as much as the next person. I do. But it's nice to see some women in there now. Get really some women up there. Because there there have been really long stretches on the Hot 100 of, like, no female number ones. Like, oh, yeah. it comes and goes. But I, I forget what – I think in 2014, there was a really long stretch of women being at the top. Um, and also, that was, like, the peak of my chart obsession so that's why i know that um, yeah <laughs> but you had dark horse katie perry a dark horse 
and then you had Fancy, and you had um, All About That Bass by Megan Trainer, and then you had Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. So, and oh, and uh, what was the other one? Um, Bang Bang with like Ariana, Nikki, and Jesse J. It didn't go number one, but it was like it peaked pretty high. And so that was like a really fun time. And I remember reading a lot of articles about that. You know, hmm. this is the longest stretch of like women in the top five or something like that. But then like similarly, the same time next year, like it'll be like no woman has topped the the Billboard Hot 100 in in like 20 weeks or something. Like there are these like women. waxes and wanes of of women being in and out and. It, it's very, it brings up all these larger issues because obviously it's no secret that many, many, many of the past Hot 100 number ones have been hip hop songs. So that brings up the question of like female rappers being a little bit underestimated, maybe getting a little less love. You know, you had like right. Cardi B who very quickly became like, fuck Cardi B, like she she doesn't make real music, like her music sucks. And so- Well, and another thing- that. Yeah, and another thing that's been disappointing me lately, and I've started to realize how awful TikTok really is through Josh's TikTok because our two algorithms are very different, and <laughs> he has like a trash algorithm. It brings up the trash, and trash. people on TikTok are really fucking rude to Lizzo, and it's body shaming, and it really is pissing me off. Yeah, I know. I think Lizzo was trending today, also. Because yeah, and that's why I thought of it. And so it's we're defending her, but it's, it's ridiculous. Mean. I know it, it, it pisses me off a lot too. Because the craziest part is that Lizzo literally just be existing, right? That's all she does, and people are so angry. People were mad when she she was doing like flute meditations, and people were like, No one wants to hear you play your flute. I'm like, I do, really. I know it's like. And even if you don't want to hear her play her flute, like, then, then don't. Up. Then don't watch it yeah. and just go on with your life. Like, I can't. I, I've always, I've always been too, like, lighthearted for, like, Stan Twitter. Like, I can deal with it, but <laughs> I can't take when people are being mean. And it's like a new breed of people on TikTok, like you said. Like, yeah. It really, yeah, I know. it's really disgusting. I think my TikTok algorithm is pretty wholesome because I've trained it to be like that. Same. Um, but yeah, it's all dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's all dogs. But if you look in, in the right place, like, yeah, you will find some really bad shit. So yeah. that's too bad. And I mean, yeah, it's like we were, I was talking about it actually with our advisor, how social media, and this isn't news, but like, just going to say it, social media does give everybody a soapbox, whether they deserve one or not. And yeah. everybody, a microphone, everybody thinks their opinion is correct. Everybody thinks their facts are correct, even though they're, they could be wrong. And um, people think it's okay to, like, be really mean to people like Lizzo, who are literally just minding their own business and more successful than you could ever imagine being. So it's a little upsetting. And I find the best method to avoid that is to just, like, just, avo- just avoid it. Just, like, unfollow. Yeah. Change your algorithm. Do what you have to do. Go like a bunch of dog stuff and then you won't have to see it. (laughs) Exactly. My favorite genre of TikToks is theater kid TikToks because they're all actual theater kids and they make fun of themselves. So it's not offensive. That's funny. Easy. But anyways. um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Moving on. um, I wanted to bring up our girl, 
Kim. Yes. yes. <laughs> released a single called Malibu and it is so damn catchy. It oh, is good. honestly, yeah, it's, it's going to be a song of the summer. I think she's been, she's like due for a good song of the summer. I mean, she's been releasing mm. summers, but few songs have really, I feel like grabbed people in this way where you're like, Oh my God. That's it. That's the song of the summer. Like last summer, actually, she released a lot of like sad breakup songs, which is fine. I was going to say last summer, she did not have a song in the summer for me. She released songs in the summer, but she didn't yeah. have a song of the summer. This is like, this yeah, is, this is such a Kim Petra song. It's like her best. It's like the best version of her. It's like sugary, it's hot music. Yeah. California and like alcohol and you know, it's just, it's, it's really good. I think her vocal sounds like a little different in it to me. I don't know if she's like singing in like a different octave or like if it's got some sort of like special. It's processed. Yeah. Whatever it is, it seems to me that it's like intentional and I like it. It's a cool change. I think, um, I think she released like today, she released like a video for it, but honestly I didn't watch it because it seemed to me you were busy. I couldn't I was busy and then also I couldn't tell if it was like a lyric video or like a music video because these days to to release a music video while in quarantine means that it's going to be like lower quality and I get that right just dealing with it and doing what they can with the resources that they have um I still feel like I don't know slightly less motivated to go watch it I'd rather just listen to, to the song but I'll probably get around to it eventually I'll get bored. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I pay more attention to Spotify lately, right. at least, because I'm just trying to do new playlists, and so I, like, have yeah. started my summer in quarantine playlist, <laughs> like, you know, so, I mean... I was talking about this with my mom, but I think that right now is a really important time. I mean, I talked about this on the last two episodes as well, but right now is a really important time to release music. And we were talking about that because she was asking me, you know, what work do you have? Because I'm doing all this freelance stuff. And I said, people are still releasing music. And she said, good, because that's what we need right now. We need a distraction. And if it's music, then that's great. And so we were talking about that. And I said, um, that every Friday, you know, New Music Friday is coming out and every there's new music and it's not always my favorite, but it's new and there's something coming out and that's what we need to keep going. So, yeah. I mean, this next week, Katy Perry announced a couple days ago that she's going to be re- releasing her first single from KP5, which is her upcoming album called Daisies. Um, and it's coming out May 15th, which is this coming Friday. Yeah. yeah. Right. So today's the tenth. Yeah. Um. And I heard a conspiracy that it's going to be featuring Taylor Swift. Oh yeah, I think I saw that. Um, that rumor floating around. And it's like the most stretched, like grabbing, reaching because Taylor posted a selfie four days ago, same day that Katy Perry posted that announcement in a sweater that looks like it has daisies on it and the caption is big isolation. And so in my head, I was thinking 
big isolation. Yeah, that's what it. That's isolation. what it is. It's right, the best album of all time, Reputation. Right, and it's got snakes, which is going back to Reputation, of course. Though so I don't really understand that. So I was like, oh, whatever. Then people are reading into the Daisies. Then apparently, I didn't. I don't follow American Idol, but apparently, American Idol quote tweeted Katy Perry's tweet. And when she announced it and said, we can't wait to be listening to this 1,989 times. Interesting. And so that's when all the Taylor stands are going, they're like little, that's their siren. I don't know what that was. (laughs) They're freaking out because they're like 1989. Yeah. Well, Katy Perry was born in 1984, but you know who was born in 1989 and her hit single was 1989 or her hit album was 1989. <laughs> who knows? It's Taylor. And so it's like them like reaching, reaching, reaching for that, in my opinion. I'm telling you, these Taylor Swift fans will stop at nothing to reach. They reach so far, their arms must hurt. Like, everything they they stop at nothing to read i mean i can't even explain to you she can like she could literally like chew a piece of gum and they have conspiracy theories for it and i'm so sick of it like this is what i would have said if we started this podcast back when like lover was on its way to coming out yeah album which was released in august of 2019 um these fans are wild and the worst part is that like taylor like feeds into it she's like you guys want more Easter eggs? Like, you guys want more hints? And, like, you want to, like, count the holes in the fence and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> like, it's why. I mean, it's it's really wild. I mean, I guess I understand why Taylor plays into it because it just shows that your fans are just that interested. But I, I feel like it's less interested and more, like, crazy and you don't have a life. Like A little bit. It feels, yeah, it feels very like 2012, but here we are in 2020 doing exactly. it. Yeah. And her fans I don't are know. older because she's an older artist and they grew up with her. It's not like her fans are right. Years old. Like, I don't have a job. But, but yeah. the other thing is that, remember their feud? <laughs> yeah. So they like made up though, so. But did they? I don't know. They it said they made it, but we know Taylor holds grudges, so. Yeah, so, I mean. I, I don't know. Is it possible that American Idol just tweeted that to get attention because they need people? Right. Or so. Marketing poise. I mean, let's be honest. They are not doing hot. Katy Perry is not doing hot either with these costumes she's wearing. She was like, they're doing the Disney sing-along because they're on abc now and they're playing into it and so she's wearing a dumbo costume and i'm like all right well i didn't see that oh my god yeah she posted that on instagram too and the on twitter jesus i mean it just feels like she has been struggling to stay relevant for so long yeah yeah it feels like she had she had her golden era California girls teenage dream was like her golden era One decade. and now yeah but <laughs> now she's just like I don't know yeah yeah it's um it's I feel like we could do a whole episode on Katy Perry like if we really tried because oh I know a lot of I know a shocking amount about Katy Perry for not really liking her 
yeah yeah i actually learned a lot from the song machine the book that we keep yeah um yeah a lot about her career from that but but i even knew before then that she started (laughs) as a church right like singing in church and she was a christian singer and that didn't go well and you know what i mean so yeah but like she just has a really interesting career in the sense that she had really high highs and really low lows and like I don't know. I just feel like it's hard to predict where her career is going. I know most people would say like, I know where it's going in the toilet, but I do feel like it's hard to, to predict where her career is going. I do. Cause I do think that she's not necessarily over. I think she's having like ups and downs in it. And like, you see this a lot with artists that last for a really long time. Like I think like Popcast was talking about like Gwen Stefani, like, who would have thought that like the lead singer of of no doubt would like be doing a duet at the grammys with blake shelton like it makes sense now that they're married but like i was gonna say well they're married but no, yeah. yeah yeah but like at the t- like if you were to tell somebody back when like no doubt first debuted like that that would be happening they'd be like what so mm. it's interesting to see how like some of these longer lasting artists they might not be at the top of their game, but they're doing something and they're adapting in some way. Even if for Katie right now, that means being a judge on American Idol and wearing a Dumbo costume. Like it, it, could, yeah. it could go further in that direction. It could go in the other direction. Like it has yet to be seen, but I don't know. I just think she has a very fascinating career. If you think about like how big she really was and how not big she is now, it's like very weird. It feels like her demographic, it feels like she is a college professor and she ages, but her fans stay the same age. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people say that like she ages and like she is in her thirties now, but acts like she's still like a teenager, acts like her fans are all still like 10 year olds. Well, that I feel like her... Her fans are young now because American Idol and people outgrow that. And there's constantly a stream. Like she's a teacher where she teaches 11th grade. So every year she's teaching the 16 year olds. Yeah. And like uh, every year the 16 year olds are still going to be there. So she kind of is reverting back to that to keep them interested. Yeah. Like the 16 year olds will grow up, but she won't grow out of, teaching the 16 year olds exactly does that make sense I get it now I do um yeah so I just I don't think that the Taylor thing is anything to do with Katie I think that she posted it because of herself and that she was drinking wine and the snakes are to go with reputation have nothing to do with I was gonna say I'm gonna throw them under the bus chicks in the office friend was like the s's and daisies look like snakes and i was like no snakes are for reputation yeah where what are come on on. are you brand new she made it really freaking obvious yeah and i get the the daisies on her sweater were black though like that has nothing to do with it maybe there's a collab coming maybe there's not but that instagram picture has nothing to do with it. I, I, just, I think the Instagram picture has nothing to do with it. So. Taylor is the type of artist who, <laughs> like, really likes to be self-referential. Like, she will use her own lyric as an Instagram caption three years after that lyric, like, was released. So... 
that's just what she does, okay? If you don't like it, that's fine. But don't start with the conspiracy theories. Don't yeah. start. Yeah. No. Start. <laughs> so let's get to it. Uh, something else cool that happened is that Lady Gaga announced the new release date for her album Chromatica. It is now going to be released May 29th. It was originally supposed to be released April 10th, which means it would have been out now for a month. But amidst coronavirus, she decided to delay it like indefinitely, um, just with no new release date. And so that new release date just came a few, a few days ago now. Like it last was last week, day, yeah. Day, something like that. Um, yeah. And so it's really exciting. Her fans are really excited that now there's a there's a date that they can hold on to, and hopefully now it will. And there's merch. And there is so there's, merch. There's a jockstrap that the gays are going nuts for. There's a thong and, like, there's, like, boxer briefs, I think. Right? <laughs> I don't know. She decided to do underwear. Who knows? Yeah. But she has a lot. Of, she honestly has a lot of cool merch. That those are the things that took the uh, headlines. But she's got like a yeah. pillow that like spells out Chromatica. Hmm. I'm not gonna buy it. No, but. I know. I was thinking like I don't want this, but if, like if I was a big fan of hers, like I would. Yeah, I guess yeah. I was ta- so. She was the person that I was talking to and I was talking to my mom about all of this. And I was kind of explaining to my mom, she was saying, well, why wouldn't she put out her album if it was supposed to come out and she had all the hype around it? And I was like, if she was any other artist, she'd be putting it out regardless because the record label is going to make her because she owes them money. But when you're Lady Gaga, you kind of have a little bit more control, which is super unfortunate for smaller artists. But I was kind of explaining to her, you know, when you're Lady Gaga and you're going to bring your record label millions of dollars, they'll kind of let you do it. But when you're no one and they spent thousands of dollars in an advance and you're still not paying them back, they're pushing it out regardless of what you want. They'll put it out when they want. So they'll delay it if they want. They'll push it out if they want. Right. But, um, right. Yeah. Like I think I mentioned this when Gaga first delayed the album. Um, I think more than most artists of her caliber, she, whether she puts it on herself or her fans do, or the public does, I don't know. But she seems to have a little bit more of a responsibility to do what's right in a way because she did kind mm-hmm. of like build her career upon those those values. Um, obviously, one of the pillars of her career is like representing the LGBTQ community. Born This Way is a song and an album that is all about that. She has always, always been vocal about that. I mean that should just like go without saying at this point. Um, right. Like many, many, many of her fans are, are gay. Um, it's just like, it's, it's what it's always been about. And so for that reason, I think she's always put it on herself or maybe her fans do again. I don't know to be a little bit more socially responsible and a little bit more like cautious of what she does and doesn't do. So what's interesting is that, I saw some discourse online that the reason she delayed the album from the original date of April 10th is because she was like, it doesn't feel right right now. But 
So someone was like, oh, so now it feels right. Like May 29th, it doesn't really feel that different. Like we're still all in quarantine. But someone brought up a really freaking good point, which was Gaga didn't just sit around for like a month and a half and be and wait and be like, all right, I guess I'll right. put it out now. She put on benefits. Like she's like giving a commencement speech for graduates, AO with the Obamas and like Right. She's like I mean that's that's not even it. I'm probably missing a bunch of things. Like she she's been doing more than most celebrities and, and people have been really receptive to it. Like they weren't into the celebrities singing Imagine. They were they Ugh, were into, that was terrible. They were into whatever it was that Gaga was doing because she just seems and I think is very, very genuine. She actually cares about the well-being of both her fans and just people everywhere in general, especially those who are like less fortunate and maybe live in underprivileged communities that don't have great uh, health care. And so yeah. it's like she, she's like, you know, Lady Gaga can't cure coronavirus, but she did what she could. And now I think she deserves to release this album, if not the exact way she wanted to, at least a little bit, a little bit on her own terms. So I'm all Gaga this era. I'm very, very excited for this record. And I'm really relieved now that we finally have another release date. And she's probably satisfied with herself that she did her due, dil due diligence in helping people before um, taking something for herself, basically. Well, and I also think that it's important because she was doing all these things, but from a marketing perspective, it made her 10 times more marketable to have all this press. Like oh, she has so much press right now that, people that would normally not go and listen to her album. Now she's in their zeitgeist. So she's yeah. going to be, they're going to listen to her. So I think, yes, yeah, she was doing good things for her community, but she was also doing a lot of really great press, which True. will definitely boost that album. True. And if I was, if I was her like PR agent or whoever does PR for her, I would be over the moon oh, with yeah. all the press that she's been getting. So I think waiting until when she did makes sense because the press is still happening from the Global Citizens, and then in this next week, she's doing the iHeartRadio commencement speeches that are in podcast form. Right. So that comes out, I think, what, this week? They're, like, releasing episodes. I don't know what it's I'm not what they're sure doing. the date's there, but it's coming soon. But that'll come out. She's doing the YouTube one, right? Is she doing the YouTube one? So, so all these things are happening, and she's so relevant that – releasing the album while she's so relevant makes the most sense and for them to push it because the end of april happened and they probably had to figure out what they were gonna do uh dsp wise because i'm sure i mean we know for a fact that people were getting laid off so it's probably like how are we gonna get this what's the date that we should do this to make sure that everything goes right because so many things have gone wrong for her during this album cycle right. that they probably pushed it till May 29 to make sure everything's delivered where it should be. Everything is doing what it needs to be doing and we're not going to have any more missteps. Whereas if they had put it out this week, I guarantee you that it would be on Spotify and not on Apple Music. It'd be on wherever and not on somewhere else, yeah. which is unfortunate. So I think that pushing it to when they did was 
probably more for a marketing thing than necessarily if it felt right. Right, right. Which is good for her because she's been doing all these amazing things to get to where she is. Yeah, it just, it seems so genuine. Like, it's so great for her career, but it doesn't, maybe I'm wrong and she's just, like, really fooling me, but it just doesn't seem like she's like, okay, I'm going to put on this, like, Global Citizens thing for, to, like, boost my album sales. Like, it's going to no. help, but she is genuinely doing it because she cares, and I think that, like, that realness, that authenticity is, like, what people see and they just read it on her face and hear it in her voice and it comes across on her social posts and people are into that you know they think that those again those celebrities singing imagine were not very sincere and it didn't really seem like they cared and nobody for the most part is really saying that about gaga because she's just got a very genuine way about her um yeah you can't fake that like you can't you can't force that or maybe you can and you're like really really good at it you're like really good at acting um well she's a good actress (laughs) she is an oscar nominated actress (laughs) she is but i do think that it definitely it's very clear that it wasn't because of an album because she never put out a release date for the upcoming album so if this was supposed if everything that she was doing for global citizens which was like the week that she was supposed to release an album anyway right if if it was for that. She would have said, oh, I have an album. She would have announced before Global Citizens happened, I have an album coming, done Global Citizens, and it would have been more of a, she would have, her little song that she sang would have been an unreleased song from the album. And we would have gone on with that, and it would have been promotion in the like lease. It would have been a little bit of promotion. But she didn't do any of that because it was a genuine fundraiser. It wasn't about her. It was about the people that are important right now, not her. And I think that that's important to note that she could have taken all of the opportunities. I mean, right now I'm thinking of it like it's pretty obvious what she could have done if I can think of it in five seconds. Right. So to know that she didn't do that does make it feel better. And I don't know. I'm excited. I think the single was really great. Yeah. And it's it's very – it's on my running playlist because it's very, like – you, you want to dance a little bit. Yeah. So, that sound is bad so. here. I was thinking the um, the Kim Petra song, Malibu, reminds me of Stupid Love a little bit. I feel like they're, they're a similar vibe. They might, you know, be next to each other on a playlist or something. It's got that now. I'm gonna go back to the song machine. It's got that <laughs> that like Swedish pop thing. Yep, 100. percent And that was gone for the past couple of years, I think. Yeah, because like because it was early. It was like the early odds, and then 2010, yep. and then like 2012 a little bit, and then like a little bit in 2016, mm-hmm. and then now we're like coming back again. Yeah, this year has really seen such a great resurgence in pop music. I, I mean, just thinking of Dua Lipa again, and and the Ugh, my pop queen. Oh, amazing! I'm still not sick of that album, for the record. Oh, I've listened to it almost every single day since it came out. I'm trying to get sick of it. It won't happen. It's so I, good. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's um, short. I've noticed that it's oh, short. Yeah. I noticed that the first time I listened to it because I was like, it's over? It needs like, to- I know where on my run it's going to end yeah. so that I have things queued up for after. Yeah. But it's only 39 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's real short. 
So when I'm like, I've only, I'm like, I'm not done yet. Yeah. When I'm running my five miles. I'm like, I'm not done yet, but okay. You gotta have that and then like an EP ready to go after. Yeah. <laughs> it's like right when I'm at the end of my run, I'm like, oh, I missed it. <laughs> so that's a yeah, good, I mean, good length for a run. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a good pacing. And I, ugh, I miss cycling so much. I would love to, I want that album to do a, do a leap of cycle ride because the, her other album and like EPs and stuff aren't like upbeat enough. Yeah. Not maybe all of it is upbeat enough. Tracks, like blow your mind maybe. Yeah. But even then it's like, I have that on a pl- couple plays. Like I wanted to do a Dua Lipa pop ride. And as I was putting together the playlist, I was like, uh, but I think this one would make it really good. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I- coming when uh, gyms reopen, which is never. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll – my dad ordered a spin bike. Maybe I'll uh, – once he gets it, when I go home, which is probably not going to be till July at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is Stuck With You, the song um, from Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber that came out this past Friday. Um I'm I'm really loving it. Like I said last week, um, just from hearing a snippet, I could kind of tell that it would fit their voices really well. And it's it's a really nice, like relaxing, chill, kind of heartfelt song um, for this time. That's what it was meant to be. And it's really cute. They've been taking fan videos to create the the music video, and they've made like multiple versions because obviously so many fans submitted that they couldn't fit it all into one video. So they made like a prom version for, you know, people that sent in prom videos. They made a Mother's Day version that I think came out today. So people sent in on Mother's Day. Today's um, the 11th we're recording day after. And um, I'm actually mutuals with this girl on Twitter who like her father passed away from coronavirus, which is really, really sad. Oh God. She sent in a video of, of her and her father and they put it in and it was like a big part of, a big part of it they highlighted it they said you know this one's featuring your moms and one special dad and so you know i this girl and i like follow each other so that was a really cool thing to see that you know they they saw that and they noticed it and they they did that and you know i'm sure it's a tough time for her but to have something like that to kind of like lift her spirits a little bit i think is really cool so it's been an emotional like kind of release process in that sense um but it's it's performing really well so far it debuted with like over six million streams on spotify first day um looking to debut at number one next week hopefully that happens um and something else doesn't get in the way like last time <laughs> so that is yet to be seen this should be another fun hot 100 next week as well just like it was this past week yeah, I mean, I listened to it. I think it's very, like, it reminded me of the Ed Sheeran songs that yeah. you, you – that type of perfect. situation. And, perfect. like, yeah, it reminded me of Perfect. And I went through that phase. I was a huge Ed Sheeran fan, and then his last releases just weren't hitting it for me, yeah. especially the record he did that was all collaborations. Like, I didn't like those at all. Exactly. So this – to me felt very like cutesy and I think that that's fine like I don't think that there's any problem with it it felt very like first dancey like 
Like what they show in the music video when they're like slow dancing together, basically. They had an image of what they wanted it to be and they weren't, you know, be like, this is for all you guys out there and then release some like song about sex and like all this crazy shit. Like (laughs) it's supposed to be like G rated. It's supposed to be cutesy. Right. Um, Yeah. So yeah, maybe not best for, for like, you know, hyping yourself up like working out or no something. I just I think it's I think it's cute and I think that they took the situation and they did what they did and I also am looking at the credits right now did you know Scooter Braun has a writing credit yeah, I saw people saying that but I feel like they <laughs> they just throw, I feel like they just toss in that out of respect like I don't think but did he write it like he has to have written it Ariana always if, says like there's like a air breathing the air rule like if you were breathing the same air in the studio then you get it which i guess theoretically he wouldn't have been now because they're all quarantined but right (laughs) what he was like hey like hey you guys um can you do a thing (laughs) as your manager can you do a thing for me yeah he has a writing on an early justin song from 2012 called maria yeah. Just, I just thought that that was interesting that a manager has oh, writing it credit. It is. It's. It's. I like he doesn't get enough money from them. Yeah, I know. I. I don't know if he's actually like. He would actually collect money for that. Like, is he like? What is he like on ASCAP or BMI or something? Like, what right? That's what I'm saying. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, you're right. What PRO are you registered with? Yeah, really. Um, I know that we said that we weren't going to talk about like personal stuff but grimes had her baby oh yeah (laughs) and uh so i was listening to i wanted to know how you pronounce the name right everyone did and so on twitter they were showing that clip of elon musk talking to joe rogan i do not listen to joe rogan don't don't think i do and he said that it's the ae in the it's like X A E as one letter. Yeah, they're like attached. Yeah. It's pronounced sh, 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 something like with an SH and that <laughs> he was like trying to make he was explaining the name and Grimes explained it too. She explained it. She didn't say how it's pronounced, but she explained it. Right. And like I need to find that video. But it's so odd. I was dying over the memes like the meat the the meme abundance is so great like there's so much that you can take from this it's wonderful people were posting all these videos of of like people speaking like robots and being like this is elon musk yeah oh yeah and um someone like there was like an article that was like Elon Musk and Grimes named their child blah, 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 and then the link. And someone was like, is the link part of the name? (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's X, the unknown variable. A-E, my elven spelling of A-I, love or artificial intelligence. A-12, A-12, precursor to the SR-17, our favorite aircraft. And A, which is Archangel, her favorite song. She's so strange. And honestly, you and I are ahead of the curve because everyone is just now realizing how strange she is. And we did a whole episode about it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I want to do this little callback just to prove how, like, ridiculous this is. 
Yeah, um, I think people are starting to realize that she is very interesting and it's it was only inevitable that she would name the baby something very strange um yeah we'll see we'll see what happens with that poor kid if he if he if he's gonna be bullied growing up because well he has that name yeah i know wait i'm 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 gonna i'm getting the pronunciation right now Oh, the A is pronounced Ash. Ash. Okay. And like he can't even say it with a straight face. No. Like he's not even saying it with a straight face. Are they you think they're trolling us all and they really named him like Michael? No, I don't, but I also don't X Ash A twelve. Okay. I mean, he has a 12 in his name alone. Oh, the poor kid. I saw some people say it's pronounced Sasha. I saw some people say it's pronounced Kyle. Like, I've seen a, <laughs> I've seen a lot. It's a, new, it's a new spelling for Matt. <laughs> the Daily Show tweeted, um, Elon Musk and Grimes coming up with their baby name like a password requires six characters including <laughs> at least one number and one letter no more than two repeating consecutive characters Literally. no blank spaces or special characters <laughs> yeah I saw someone say like this is like Grimes and Elon Musk enrolling their child in school and it's like you have to write the kid's name and it's like no special characters please <laughs> like or someone else tweeted, Elon Musk and Grimes rejected baby name ideas in its license plates. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just... And then also, did you see from that tweet that you read where she said something 17, their favorite aircraft? And Elon Yeah, Musk, he was like, actually, that's wrong. He said, actually, it's 71. And she was like, okay, I just gave birth to your son. So excuse me if I'm if I made a typo and I couldn't proofread my tweet and I was everyone was like oh my god like Elon Musk just well actually his own girlfriend or whatever the mother of his <laughs> yeah girlfriend. he mansplained the name of their baby like seriously men they'll never stop yeah I just just because we were talking about how odd she is I just needed to bring up that that happened it's important it really is I'm glad you brought it yeah up. She's just like, how How do you become her? Like, I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I kind of want to, like, I kind of want her to, like, write a memoir or, like, have a documentary or something just so I can really just get into that story and just see what the hell happened. Because she is. She's 32. She looks like she's 12. I don't I get know. this. <laughs> I know. She, she looks so young. She does. It's um, so creepy. It's very fascinating. I feel like she she at this point is like a caricature of herself almost like she she was a little bit like this back like a few years ago when I was like particularly into her because like I always say there's one album I like from her and even that one has some weird shit on it um and so I watched some interviews of her and she seemed like pretty normal like she was a little quirky but she seemed like fairly normal and now that's gone there's no trace of normalcy left like she is full grimes so she just it feels like she wants to 
be an anime character, like a real yeah. life anime character. Yeah, she wants to be an anime character. And honestly, good for her. Live your best life as an anime character, girl. So. <laughs> yeah, that's that's really all I've got. <laughs> such, a, such a wild way to wrap it up. Um, but uh, Yeah, so I guess this is our technically the last like legit real episode and then we can do like a overview if we want i don't know what you want to do if you want to just end it here if you want to do like a real like wrap up of what we learned and stuff yeah um well we are doing a we're doing a presentation so i mean we can always upload the audio from our presentation yeah we have to we have to turn in a presentation and now obviously it's going to be over zoom to our professor and so we're going to talk a lot about like behind the scenes stuff some stuff that maybe like you didn't know before um that we were like dealing with on the back end and and then you know you can get a little behind the scenes like look at at what we do maybe we should really podcasting yeah maybe we should release bloopers do you want to oh god i don't i don't have those yeah, yours are all perfect, and then there's me fucking up. No, I'm just kidding. No. I am, yeah, because I don't say anything that ever needs to be cut out. <laughs> I am perfect. I am perfect. <laughs> yeah, we'll do, um, we'll, yeah, we'll probably post the audio of the presentation. Why not, right? Um, Why not? It'll be a cute little special Poppinions finale extravaganza. Um, yeah. So. All right. Yeah. For this week. Bye. What the what's next? Go and cash your bad checks. <laughs> you got a white bag in your pocket. You bought a big high, but you lost it. Cash in, cash out while you still can So you waste time on your big dream Then you get scammed by a TV Drop in, drop out, it's a good plan Soft call, summer tan, racking up Don't cash a bad check with down and out, baby. I don't care. I wanna feel like a millionaire. So let's get to it. Ain't nothing wrong. What the what's next? Don't cash a bad check. What the what's next? Don't cash a bad check. Cash a bad check with down and out, baby.
have a credit card, then use it. If you don't, no problem. Just have your checking account number ready when you call. Next, go and cash your bad checks.